Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give ourselves over to you, Father. We give ourselves over to you, Father. Lord, I pray on this last day of this month of November, I pray that you will speak to us, Father. Speak to us, Lord. Give us your living word. Infuse your strength into our spirits, into our souls, into our minds, into our bodies. We need you, Lord. We desperately need you, Father. We need your living water. We need your river of life. We need your healing river. We need your strength. We need you, Jesus. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. You are the source of strength, the strength of our lives and our portion forever. We praise you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I pray that you will continue to minister your words of life, minister your truth to us, O Lord, at this hour. And I pray, Father, that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ rest upon your people. Father, I pray that the Spirit of God may move upon every single person who's going to be here, Lord, at this hour, in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that you will magnify Jesus at this hour. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that every hindrance be broken in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 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 Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Bread of heaven, feed me till I overflow. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. Bread of heaven, feed me till I overflow. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Fill our cups to the overflowing Father this hour, that we may not leave the way we came, Father, but we may leave this place, O Father, having changed from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from strength to strength. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your living word. Thank you, Lord, for your presence that is here. Thank you, Spirit of the living God, that the breath of God, the life of Christ, does wonders for us, O Father. And I thank you that you are in our midst, O Father. Praise you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your truth that prevails over every lie of the enemy. Thank you, Lord, for your strength that takes over every weakness, Father, that the enemy tries to bring. Thank you, Father, Lord, for your grace that hovers over us at this hour. We thank you. Dismantle the powers of darkness at this hour in the name of Jesus. Dismantle the powers of darkness at this hour in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Set the captives free in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. I praise you. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Shut down the works of darkness in Jesus' name. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. 
Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I come against every spirit of distraction, every spirit of unbelief, every spirit of tiredness, every interruption that the enemy tries to bring to steal what God has for them. I bind them in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that you will magnify Jesus at this hour. May people experience your tangible presence of God. May your people experience the truth that can set them free, Father. Lord, do something special in them. Deposit your living word into them, O God, that can change them, that can flourish them, that can prosper them. Oh, Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 I just want to remind everyone, I think think Stanley's posted, that um, the devices that are logged on, you can just name your device. There's a policy. Praise God. God is good. Um, Praise God for bringing... I don't think Pastor can hear. Can everyone hear me? She might be having her audio off. Praise the Lord, we yes, can hear you. Yes, praise God, thank you. I think her, her volume is off, so she's speaking while I'm speaking. But Oh, sorry, my speaker was on zero. Yeah. Because I had the feedback, I put it on zero, I just turned it back up. Yeah, so I just wanted to remind everyone, Stanley's posted actually. We have our um, attendees, some of them just monitoring, uh, because sometimes we've had people come that, uh, we don't know who they are. And for the protection of everyone, if you can just name your device. And- Girl, it's my baby. It's my baby. Michelle, I think you're unmuted there. Okay, praise God. Okay, that iPad 476, I think, logged off. Maybe they'll come back putting the name on it. Praise be to God. Praise God. Praise God. Um, praise be to God. God is good. We're going to go into God's word. God has, um, God will give us the word. I don't have the word yet, but God will give it to us. It was such a struggle. You know, after I came home and took care of Esther, like suddenly something got into my right eye. It really bothered so bad for a while. And um, I had to pray, Lord, help me to be able to come and sit like this eye. You see, it's slightly red now. It was very bad before. And um I think somewhere around the time Taya's testimony came, you know, while she was speaking this one, like suddenly, like, uh, it's not it's got nothing to do with, you know, Taya, but because after that I was going to come and speak and there was a fight um, in the spiritual realm where the enemy wanted to stop me uh, from um, giving the word of God and and then God gave a breakthrough in that. And then uh, I came and sat here. The computer was not. Computer was working, but the Ring Central was not turning on for a while. And then Danny came in. Danny had to fix it. We thank God for um, this day and what God is going to do uh, in our midst. We don't know, but it's going to be good. So we praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. God is good. We are going to 
turn our Bibles to. I'm just going to pull out the chapter as the Lord just gave me the word. I'm just going to. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we are going to read from verses 13 to 21. Matthew chapter 14, from verses 13 to 21. When Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. When the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. I want to stop right here, as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Jesus Christ, the God of heaven and earth, the God-man, when I say God-man, the Lord God who made the heavens and the earth, He took our form to come into this world in order to save us, in order to heal us, in order to deliver us. Jesus Christ, the Lord God of heaven and earth, if you look at His name itself, Jesus means Savior, the one who saves us from all our sins, the one who saves us from all our sicknesses, the one who saves us from all our problems. God is our Savior. He is the Savior of our bodies. He is the Savior of our souls. He is the Savior of our spirits. If you look at Jesus Christ, He's not just the Savior of our souls, but He's the Savior of our bodies. He is the Savior of our spirit. He is the Savior for the total person. When you look at a human being, a human being is not just a body that is walking around, no. This body is housing our soul and the spirit, man, on the inside. And when the time for a human being is over, the spirit leaves the body. It's like a person who is in a house, and the person, when they go out of their house, they leave their house, the house stays, but the person leaves. Once they leave the house, in real life, if they have the keys, they can come back in. In the spiritual life, our bodies are, are like the houses. And our soul and our spirit is residing, it's residing inside our bodies. God made us. We came from the dust, and God breathed His breath into us, which made us a living soul. Inside our bodies, we have a living soul. And that soul thinks, that soul can make decisions, that soul can respond, the soul can love, the soul can hate, the soul can exercise its own will. It's independent. The real person is the soul on the inside. That's why when a person dies, when that soul leaves the body, they no longer call 
the body a person. They just call it a body. Once the soul leaves, everything that pertains to the body, no matter, no matter how much we love the person, we cannot keep the person because the person is gone. The body after some time needs to go. When we look at a person when they leave, nobody can come back into their body. They cannot, no matter what anyone may think. Well, when I die, I'll go outside and then I'll just roam around and come back into my body. It doesn't work that way. No one has control over that. Just like a person who has the keys to the house, they go out and they come back in. But if the keys are lost and only one person has a key, it's God Almighty. The person cannot come back into their house. Once they are outside, they cannot come back into the house. In this world, if we can't come back into the house, maybe we can get a hotel or we can call our relative, we can go somewhere. But when it comes to a human soul and a human body, when that soul leaves a person, the soul cannot just go around and say, which house can I go? No, it doesn't happen that way. It has to go to go back to the Creator God. This is where Jesus comes in. When Jesus comes in, He takes the form of a human being and He came into the world so that we can have what we need in order to meet our Creator God. Jesus Christ is the Savior of our bodies. He's the Savior of our soul. He's the Savior of our spirit. So He comes to save our bodies from the devil. He comes to save our souls from the devil. He comes to save our spirits from the devil. So the spirit that was breathed into us has to go back to God from where it came from. He's the owner. It has to go back. The soul that was created by God when he breathed into human being goes back to God Almighty. God is a God of love. The Bible says, God is love. Love, when you look at the word love, it's a quality or a nature that we can see in human beings. But you cannot call anyone as love itself. They can have love. They love people. But God is love himself. If you see God, you see love. He's full of love. If you see God, He is full of compassion. God is light and in Him there is no darkness at all. Jesus Christ, who is the light of this world, came into this world because He wanted to remove darkness away. He came into this world as God of salvation, the one who saves. So now, we see here Jesus Christ. He goes from one place to another and a lot of people are following Him. He's very tired. All day he's been ministering. All night he has no rest. People, people, people all the time. He could have just said, well, I'm just tired of all of you. Give me a break. One week, no people. One week I'm going to sit and I'm going to relax. I'm just going to be by the Sea of Galilee. And I'm going to watch all the boats go by and I'm just going to relax. No. His mind was always on people. 
he not only sacrificed himself on the cross, but way before that, even while he was on the face of the earth, he gave it all. He gave it all because that's how much he loved people. So when Jesus here, verse 14, you see, when he went out, he saw a great multitude and he didn't feel like, oh boy, what a headache now. How can I get rid of them? Can I, can I just tell them not today, tomorrow? No. He was moved with compassion for them. He saw them. He saw the people come carrying the sick people. He saw people come, mothers carrying the babies who were sick. He saw fathers carrying their sons and their daughters who were sick, who couldn't walk. He saw people bringing blind people and blind people coming by themselves. He saw multitudes, multitudes of what? Problems. Jesus didn't see multitudes of people coming saying, well, I'm here to support you, Jesus. I'm here to make you the king. No. These are all people who had problems. Every single one who came to him had a need. And as they came to him, Jesus met all of their needs. See, there's not a single person. Jesus will say, well, I have no time for you. Oh, you know what? I don't like you. No matter what you've done in your life, no matter what your past is, no matter what your present is. When you come to Jesus and you tell God, Lord, I really need you. I really want to change. I really don't want to stay this way. Jesus at that point says, I want to do something for you. He takes broken lives and he does something beautiful. So, when he saw this great multitude, he was moved with compassion because he is love. Even though he was tired physically, he said, I'm going to do something for these people. Something I'm going to do. And he had the power to heal. So when he saw the sick people, he healed the sick people. All those who wanted healing, they all came to Jesus and all of them got healed. And God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. Whatever your need may be, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you're going through right now, Jesus Christ has a power to touch your body, to touch your soul, to touch your spirit, whatever area you need healing. Whether you need healing in your mind, healing in your body, healing in your spirit, your soul, whatever it may be, you can go to Jesus and say, Jesus, heal me, I need healing. Just like a little child would go to the mother or to the father and say, Daddy, I need this. Or Mommy, I need this. I don't have this. And no child would feel embarrassed. I don't want to go ask my parents. I don't know what they will think. No. That's where you're free to go and ask because of the relationship that you have. That you can go and you can tell your mother that my shirt is torn over here. Oh, my shoe has a hole. You don't feel embarrassed. Oh, I need a pencil or I need a marker. I need a pen or I need a book. I don't have it. Oh, my teacher asked me for this. I need to take this tomorrow when I go to school. You go and tell your parent. And why do you think a child will go and tell the parent? Because the child knows. When I tell my mother, when I tell my father... They're going to see the need and they're going to do something about it. They're going to go to the store and they're going to buy what I need. 
if they see that hole in the shoe, they're going to do something about it. So the child has that confidence. With confidence, the child goes to the parent. You know, many times, many people, when they have a need, they sit and break their heads over the need instead of going to God our Father who knows all things, who sees all things, and who has all things. When we go to Him and we say, Father, this is what is going on in my body. This is what is going on in my mind. This is what is happening in my family. This is what is happening in my child's life. This is what is happening at my workplace. This is what is happening in my school. This is what is happening. This is what is happening. I need you to help me. When we have that kind of relationship with God, I challenge you. God will come to our rescue better than the best parent that is out there. He will come to fix all our problems. Jesus saw the multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and he did something about it. God is speaking to your hearts today. Whatever you may be going through, wherever there may be a lack, whatever pain you may be going through, you need to have faith that he will take care of you. You need to have the faith that He will heal you. You need to have faith that He will deliver you. He will answer you. That When I go to Jesus and when I seek Him, when I talk to Him, He will answer me. He will give me what I'm asking for. You can ask Him for anything. That's why Jesus said, ask and it shall be given you. Come and ask me. Whatever you want, come and ask me. So Jesus was moved with compassion for them and He healed they're sick. He saw the need. He saw the problem. He saw that the people were not able to solve it themselves. That they were not able to heal themselves. The doctors were not able to heal them. Can a doctor do something about a child who is born blind? Can a doctor come and raise the dead? No. Can a doctor come and cure incurable diseases? No. Now the people who came to Jesus were people who were basically given up by the doctors. People who were deaf, people who were mute, people who were lepers, people who were not able to see, people who had children who threw themselves in the fire and the water and, pe- and people who were cutting themselves and People were not able to do anything. They chained that man because they could not control him. In our days, they would have just put them in an institution, mental institution, drugged them with medicine or, or tied them somewhere. But Jesus went to that person. You just think about it. When a man was not able to help himself, he was in the tombs cutting himself. And the people there, they were not able to deal with him. They chained him and he even broke off those chains. Jesus Christ went for that one person. He went all the way to the other side for that one person. So when people come looking for him and he sees the need, his heart is moved with compassion. Now this man who was demon possessed there, we don't know who was praying for him. We don't know when he cried out to God for deliverance. One thing we know, 
Jesus Christ went there for that person. And Jesus Christ went and set that man free. Not everything is written in the Bible. But there's something that was going on behind the scenes that made Jesus to leave what he was doing and to go to the other side just for that one person who could not help himself and nobody was able to help him. Jesus went there and he healed him. And the man was clothed in his right mind, sat next to Jesus and heard Jesus preach and teach. And he ran back to his place and he told everyone what great things Jesus did for him. A heart of gratitude. Jesus Christ has the compassion to heal and to deliver. No matter what you're going through, no matter who says it's impossible, no matter how many people may despise you and say that, you know what, we can't really do anything with you and you stay by yourself and isolate you. Jesus will come to that person who is isolated. Jesus will come to that person who is discarded by the society. Jesus will come for that one person because he's the God of compassion. The same way he had compassion of the multitudes who came to him. He had compassion of, on that one man who didn't have that mental capacity to come to him. Jesus went to him. Jesus is the God of compassion. So, when Jesus saw the problem, he had compassion on people. So he was not like somebody who said, well, I'm God. I see you have sickness, so be healed. I see you have a birth defect, be healed. He was not sitting like a big ruler and just giving some healing here because he had the power. If you look at Jesus Christ, when he touched someone to heal, he was moved with compassion. That means he felt their pain. He loved them. You know, it's like a mother. When a child gets hurt, the mother's heart hurts. A mother will never say that, well, you got hurt, you know, get over it and, and get going. When she cleans the wound, the mother's heart hurts. When she takes care of her child that is sick, whoever it is. The mother's heart hurts. It's very different from a caretaker coming and trying to take care of a sick person than a mother who would come and take care of a sick person. Very different. Jesus Christ's compassion and love goes far above and beyond the love of a mother. His heart is full of love and his heart is full of compassion. So when he hears our prayers, he's not like a ruler sitting somewhere and says, okay, go ahead, pray, and okay, you have a need, sanction, sanctions, not like a governor, you know, signing, okay, I release you, I give you this, no. His heart jumps for us. His heart is moved with compassion. When we come to God and say, Lord, this is what I'm going through, help me, Father, his heart is moved with compassion. He saw the multitude and he was moved with compassion and he healed the sick. If you look at 
the healing ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's always from a heart that was overflowing with compassion. It's not that he had some power and he did some magic tricks, no. He really cared for people because they were his own, his own children. And so every one of us, each and every single person on the face of the earth, whoever would go to him, whoever would go and say, Lord, this is what I'm going through, this is my problem, he would look at them with great compassion because they are his own. He made them in his image. He wants to restore them. He wants to heal them. He wants to deliver them. The very same Jesus Christ, who was moved with compassion 2,000 years ago, and who touched those who were sick and healed all of them, is here today. To heal us, to deliver us, to break us free from whatever it is, one thing is necessary. We need to come to Him with honesty. When we have a disease, we can't pretend like we're healthy. When we have a defect, we cannot pretend as if everything is fine. How can we get healed then? We have to be honest when we come to the presence of God. We need to tell God, Lord, this is how it is. I have a raw wound here. It hurts. And I can't take it anymore. Don't try to act brave when you're hurting on inside. That's not going to help you. It's important to be vulnerable in the presence of God because He is the healer. He is the chief physician. Just going into the presence of God and bearing your heart before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and say, Lord, this is how I feel. I feel tired. I feel broken. I feel lost. Lord, I have no wisdom. I need your wisdom. Lord, I'm not able to do a thing right. You can tell God all those things and ask God to help you. When you do that, our Father in Heaven, who is wiser than any parent, who is love Himself, who has the capacity to help us and to do miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle for us, who weeps with us when we weep, will come to our rescue, will heal us, will deliver us, just like how He did 2,000 years ago for all those people. All those people went to Jesus and experienced what they were looking for, which was healing. They were all sick people. They all went to Jesus. Jesus had compassion on them and He healed them. You know, one thing they knew, they knew that even though it's late, even though He's tired, even though he's going from one place to another, even though he might have, he may have broke over there, whatever it is, when he sees us, when we go to him, and when we go to him with our sickness and with our disease, and the moment he sees someone coming with their crutches, the moment he sees someone blind, the moment he sees someone carrying their child, he's going to stop everything and he's going to heal. See? That is faith. Knowing who Jesus Christ is and placing our faith upon the faithfulness of the living God will release the blessings that God has for us. We need to go. 
Imagine all those who didn't go. They all stayed home. They would have died with their sicknesses and with their troubles. But the ones who had faith were the ones who went to where he was. That's what prayer is. When we go to God, the Bible says, we must believe that He is. We must believe that He is the compassionate God. We must believe that He is a prayer hearing God and a prayer answering God. We must believe that He is for me. Jesus is for me. Jesus is on my side. That means when I go to Him and when I ask Him, He will answer me. We need to have that confidence. We need to go before Him and talk to Him. Tell Him whatever you want to tell. You can tell Him anything. You can just go and sit down like this and tell Jesus what happened your whole day. He will listen. A lot of times human beings will say, I'm tired right now, I can't listen to you, I'm so sorry, they can say. Because human beings have their limitations. But Jesus Christ is there to hear our heart. When we go to Him and, and talk to Him, all the things that has happened, Whatever it may be, He will come to our rescue. He will come and show us what we need to do. He will teach us things that we need to know. And He will help us to overcome. He will help us to prosper. He will heal us. He will break our bondages. We need to come to Jesus Christ. Just as the multitudes, they brought their sick and they came to where Jesus was. They were touched by Jesus. Jesus healed them. We need to come to the presence of God. You know, for many people, the first thing is something happens. Google is their God. The next thing will be somebody that they can call and find out, can I take this? Can I do this? You know, what do you think? And then they go, they talk. Somehow they want to vent. What happens at the end of the day? You feel like you talked and they talked. And what else? They're not God. There's nothing wrong in talking to people. But first talk to God. Talk to the one who has the power over your life. Talk to the one who can do something about your situation. Human beings cannot solve all your problems. They can give you ideas, but they cannot solve all your problems. They can give you some home remedies, but they're not the healers. Jesus Christ has the power to save our bodies, save our souls, and save our spirits. He alone has the power. So when our life on earth is over, and our soul must leave, when that call comes for the soul to leave, our body cannot hold it back. It just leaves. Once it leaves, it cannot come back because the door for this house, human house, which is a tent, is closed, locked. The soul has to go to God. And when the soul goes to God, the soul has to have the key to be able to enter in. Jesus said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way, he is the truth and He is the life. When we come to the presence of God, just like how He come to Jesus for healing, for our bodies, for our souls, for our minds, we must understand the very same Savior who healed people 2,000 years ago, healed the bodies of the people 2,000 years ago. He must heal the souls also. 
he must heal the spirit also. If the body is healed and the soul is sick, it's no good. Because the body is a tent, but the soul is going to live forever. So it's important for us to take care of our souls. As a total being, as a total person, we must give priority for our souls. Just like how we eat our food, we must make sure that our soul is fed. Because that soul will live forever. Just like how we give our children food to eat for their bodies, we have to make sure that their soul is fed. Because their soul will live forever. Jesus had compassion on the multitudes that came to him. And he healed the sick people. Whatever disease it may be, whether it's the disease of the body, disease of the mind, disease of the spirit, whatever it may be, Jesus alone has the key to break the curse of the enemy over the body, over the mind, and over the spirit. When we understand the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, when we understand who God is, then we're going to go to Him for everything. You know, there was someone who came, um, who actually called uh, me last year, uh, towards the end of last year, sometime in um, December, I believe. And I was told that that um, the person's husband was mentally ill, very bad. And um, he was hospitalized in three different hospitals and nobody was able to do anything. The person was suicidal all the time. Wherever they took him, he was going to kill himself. The family was not able to keep him in the house. And they all lived in torment. And this happened like over for over six or eight months. They suffered a lot because of that. And the man really suffered a lot. And when I heard that, I told her, bring him to our church. Jesus can heal him. His wife said, I know Jesus can heal. I went to different places, but it didn't happen. But I heard from someone that God does miracles here in your church, and I want to bring him. But right now he's in the mental hospital. And so in the mental hospital, they tried all kinds of medicines. Nothing worked. And um, I told her while he was in the mental hospital, you just keep coming to church. God will strengthen you. She came to church, and then when he was out, end of the year, from the mental hospital, because he couldn't be there anymore, nothing helped. He came with his wife on the 31st night of last year to our church. He was lying down the whole time. He was not only suicidal, he was not able to sleep at all. So day and night he'll be up, tormented. And he would run several times. He used several things to kill himself. Nobody was able to protect him. 
And um, 31st night he came and he was flat on the pew. Did not get up. He was shaking. After the service was over, after I prayed for people, the Lord had me pray for him. One prayer. There was only one prayer that night. The man was totally healed. Five minutes prayer. God did a miracle in him. Next Sunday he came to church with a big smile. Like a whole different person. God did a miracle for him. Jesus touched him. Did what doctors couldn't do. What medicines couldn't do. He knew it was the power of the Lord Jesus Christ that healed him. To the extent that he went back to his country and he did so well that he came in the papers over there because he did exceptionally well. He did something really, really good in his business that God blessed him. A man who was totally insane for months together moving from one hospital to another nobody was able to do anything. Jesus came and touched him and just completely changed him. Instantly. In less than five minutes his whole life was changed. This is the power of the Lord Jesus Christ the compassion of God. I can go on and on and on with many, many, many testimonies. And some of you who were there during the first few weeks of January, you know who that is. And you know what God did for this person. Many testimonies we can share as to what God did with people hearing literally voices in the year. Well, many of them are still in institution. But God has healed people. Not just tinnitus. God has healed people with tinnitus. But God has healed people with schizophrenia. People who are hearing voices instantly. That's the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is moved with compassion. And He heals people. Whether it's mental, whether it's physical, whether it's spiritual, Jesus is a savior of our spirit, soul, body. A savior for the total person. So when you think about Jesus, as you read today from the book of Matthew, chapter 14, and we read Verse 14, how Jesus saw the great multitude and he was moved with compassion and he healed their sick. Know this for sure. Every time Jesus sees you, he'll be moved with compassion because he's the God of compassion. Every time you go to him, He's moved with compassion. He's not a God who's far away, sitting somewhere. 
and that we have to really shake and wonder, is he going to answer, is he going to do it, or is he not going to do it? No. You can know for sure that what we ask of him, he will give it to us if we just believe and go to him like a little child and talk to him and let him know what our problem is and what we want God to do for us. Now, he may not do what you're asking for the way you want it to be done because he's smarter than you. When you ask him to do something, leave it into the hands of God because he will do things far greater than our understanding, our imagination. Whatever he's working out, it'll be far superior to what we would have thought or how we would want it to happen in our lives. This is why Jesus said this. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what you eat, what you'll drink, or what you'll put on. Don't worry, period. Because your Father in Heaven knows about all these things even before you ask Him. You seek after the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Whatever you need, He will provide for you. Because there's a divine principle that is there. When you seek after God and His kingdom, that means when you take care of your soul. Because we're not doing God a favor by seeking after His kingdom. We're doing ourselves a favor. Oh, we can. No child can say, well, I'm eating my food because I'm doing your, I'm doing you a favor, mom. No. Oh, no. Mom is being kind. Dad is being kind to give us the food. We eat it because we want to live, because we want to be healthy. When we go to God and we seek after His kingdom and His righteousness, we're not doing God a favor. We're doing ourselves a favor. Only one life we have on earth and every opportunity we get, we need to make full use of it because it will not come back. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. The grace of God and the compassion of the Lord Jesus Christ that God has for us, we need to make full use of it no matter what we're going through. You don't have to go through whatever you're going through without going to Jesus. When you go to Jesus, He will solve all our problems. Just like how He had compassion on that multitude, He will have compassion on you. He has compassion on me. When we go to Jesus, He sees us with such love and He sees us with compassion. He says, Oh my baby, what do you want? What is troubling you? God looked at Cain, and he asked him this question. Why has your countenance fallen? That means, why is your face looking sad? Imagine that. God sees our face, our faces, and he sees our expressions because it's a reflection of our heart. He sees our heart. And when he sees our hearts filled with sorrow, it bothers him. That's why he asks us, why is your face down? Why are you looking sad? What's bothering you? God is a very personal God. Even though you might have known Jesus for a long time, even though you may be praying to the Lord for a long time, 
when I've been reading the Bible for a long time. Understanding the nature of the Lord Jesus Christ is very important. How He sees you is very important. When you know that He sees you with the eyes of compassion, not with condemning eyes, but with eyes of compassion, because He wants to help you. On this last day of this month of November, understand this. God is for you. He's not your enemy. He's for you. He wants to help you. Every time you go through something, tell yourself this. God wants to help me. God wants to help me, so I'm going to go get the help I need from God. I don't have to live like an orphan in this world. When I have Jesus Christ, He wants to help me. No matter what trouble you may have at your workplace, no matter what trouble you may have in your family, no matter what trouble you may have in your body, no matter what trouble you may have anywhere, whatever you're facing, you can face it with God. You can go and tell the Lord, Lord, this is what is happening. Come, Lord, help me in this situation. Jesus will come to help you. He has helped me every time I've asked Him, for help and he's the first person I run to and I go and tell him Lord I don't have the wisdom Lord I don't have the strength Lord I don't know what to do those are things I tell him and he comes and gives me the wisdom he comes and gives me the strength Jesus comes and he gives us what we ask him for whatever you ask him he'll give it to you in an abundant measure and so when you go to God you have to go to the Lord Jesus Christ with the understanding that He is for me. That when I go and talk to Him, I know that He will see me with His heart of compassion. If Jesus saw the multitude with such compassion, imagine how He'll see His own children. Think about that. If He had so much compassion on the multitudes were there, imagine when you have received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you have His blood over your life. Imagine how He'll see you. How much more compassion. And how He'll answer you. He will answer you. Speedily. Our God is a miracle working God. If He healed those who were sick and who came to Him 2,000 years ago. Because He was moved with compassion. How much more if, you're, if you are His child and you go to Him, how much more will He not do what is needful for you? As we close our eyes and look to the Lord this hour, bring your problems before the Lord Jesus Christ on this 30th day of November. Don't go another day by yourself without God being by your side. If He is on your side, no matter what you face, you can face it with Him because you know all your problems will become smaller than a speck of dust before the Creator God. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus Christ is there to help you. Jesus Christ is there to heal you. Jesus Christ is there to provide for you. Jesus Christ is there to resurrect that which is dead in your life. 
Jesus Christ is there to renew your spirit, to renew your soul, and to renew your body. Jesus Christ is there for you. He is for you. God is for you. God is for you. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you are, tell yourself this, God is for me. Jesus Christ is for me. Jesus Christ wants to help me. Jesus Christ is full of compassion when I go to his presence and when I open my mouth and when I pray. The heart of the Lord Jesus Christ is moved with compassion towards me. Thank you, Jesus. And Jesus will answer you. Jesus will answer you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Spirit of the living God, I pray that you will touch your people. Strengthen your people, Lord, at this hour. I pray, Lord, let the simple truth go deep into the spirits of your people. That it may stay with them forever, Lord. That they may have that confidence in you when they come to the presence of God. They may come with confidence knowing that you are for them. And that you're moved with compassion when you see them every single time. That they need to bring their needs before God Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. With faith that you will answer them. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for speaking to our hearts today. In spite of all the obstacles, you came through Jesus. The Lord of compassion, you are in our midst. And we thank you, Lord. What you did 2,000 years ago, you are able to do it again, and you are here to do it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Bless you, people. Be with them, Lord, this night as we are going to go into this new month. Oh, Lord, I pray that you will bless us, Father. We don't want to enter into the new month without your blessing, oh, Lord. I pray that you bless your people, Father. Oh, Father, I pray that you'll do, Father, something new as we enter into the month of December. Oh, God of compassion, Father of mercies, Oh, God of love, the Lord Jesus Christ, we worship you. And we thank you, Lord, that you are here in our midst to do the impossible. You're here in our midst as the God of wonders. We thank you, Lord, that you're moved with compassion. Every time we come to your presence, you're moved with compassion when you see us, oh, Father. I thank you, Lord. There are problems that we bring to you. Oh Lord, you never make light of it. You see the weight of it and you are moved with compassion. You never look at us and you never say that, well, it's, that's not a big problem. Deal it. Deal with it yourself. You never tell us those things, Father. You know our capacity you know how frail we are, no matter how we try to project ourselves. 
You know our real state. And when we come to you, you answer us, you strengthen us. You show us your salvation. Thank you, Father. So I pray that you touch your people, Lord, at this hour. Strengthen your people, Father. Strengthen your people, Father. May they feel the love of God. May they feel the love of God. May they experience the love of God. Each and every single brother, sister, child who is here, Father, I pray. Oh, Jesus. Help you people to know that you're the God of compassion. That when you go into the presence of God, when we go into the presence of God, you are moved with compassion. And you will answer us. You will heal us. You will deliver us. Thank you, Father. We give ourselves over to you this hour. Thank you for speaking to your people, Lord. Thank you for speaking to us, Lord. Thank you for all the testimonies. You're the same unchanging Jesus. Yesterday, today, and forever. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Crown us with your loving kindness and tender mercies. As we go into the month of December, the last month of this year, I pray, Father, that you will do greater things in our lives, O Lord. Do greater things, I pray. Magnify Jesus. Prepare us, Lord. Help us to prepare ourselves. Lord, that we may enter into December holding the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. That we may face every situation with confidence, knowing that you are with us and you are for us, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless your people, Lord, this night. Be with them, Father. And this word of God that you've given to them, Lord, may it continue to work in their hearts, Father. Let it bring forth much fruit, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. Is your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people with the blessings that you alone can bless them with, that they may have a very deep understanding of the love of God and the compassion of God for their lives, that they may run to you in every situation and every circumstance. And see you do great and mighty things in your lives. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon us and bless us with His peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ May the love of God the Father and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.